The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to listen to Jesus, but the Pharisees and scribes began to complain, saying, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So to them, Jesus addressed this parable. A man had two sons, and the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. After a few days, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens, who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here am I, dying of hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly Bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast. Because this son of mine was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now, the older son had been out in the field And on his way back, as he neared the house, he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, Your brother has returned, and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry. And when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him, He said to his father in reply, Look, all these years I have served you, and not once did I disobey your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. He said to him, My son, You are here with me always, 
Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate with joy and rejoice because your brother was dead and has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This morning we celebrate Laetare Sunday, which is that fourth Sunday of Lent. We're halfway through the Lenten season, which is why we wear rose vestments to remind us of all that. All of that. And, uh, and it is, it's halfway through Lent and halfway through Advent that, that we remember to have joy in the midst of our fasting. And, and today, the entrance antiphon for the Mass, like if we did the entrance antiphon instead of a hymn, is Rejoice, O you Jerusalem. And then it says, Rejoice, you who were mourning, and be comforted. And so this Laetari Sunday, it strikes a certain chord, you know, as we have had two funerals this last week and one here and one at St. Martin's and, and many of us do find ourselves to be mourning and find ourselves at a loss and, and, and the Lord kind of reminds us that he is our comforter and he is cause for great rejoicing. And today we hear this parable of the prodigal son. And last week when I preached on repentance, I talked about this prodigal son story as an example of real repentance, right? An example of the kind of repentance where we recognize this is exactly what I've done and this is what I deserve. And then it gives our Lord some room to surprise us with his love, right? To surprise us with his love. And the first stage to growing in the spiritual life is to adopt an attitude of radical honesty with God. Right? Radical honesty with God means, okay, I'm, this is exactly where I'm at. You know, this is what I've done. This is what I deserve. And then there's some space for our Lord to work and surprise us with his love. And mercy is really being surprised by the love of our Lord when we receive it at a moment we don't think we deserve it or we know that we don't deserve it because it's a free gift. And that's what happens with the prodigal son who goes off and squanders everything and repents and goes back to his father and says, I've sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And the father immediately Put a robe on him, put a ring on his finger, put sandals on his feet because my son, this son of mine was lost. This son of mine was dead and has come to life again. But I think one of the most interesting things about this, this gospel passage is to pay attention to who our Lord is addressing it to. Because it starts off telling us that 
Tax collectors and sinners are drawing near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes begin to complain, saying, he welcomes sinners and eats with them. And, and so the Pharisees and the scribes who have always been faithful, right, who have always followed the law, and they're, they're sort of looking at our Lord and, and, and they're complaining against him for hanging out with the bad people, right? Like, why are you hanging out with the bad people? You're supposed to be hanging out with us. You're not supposed to be hanging out with the bad people. And, and so our Lord addresses this parable to them because they're supposed to recognize themselves as the older brother. Right? They're supposed to recognize themselves as the older brother. That, that the older brother in this story, you know, he has his own journey that he's on. And... And at a certain point, his younger brother goes to the father and says, I wish you were dead. Give me my inheritance now. The older brother didn't really ask for that, but he ended up with his inheritance immediately too. And then he's kind of, you know, just grinding it out every day, trying to be faithful and trying to do the right things. And and all the while, maybe he's got a little bit of resentment in his heart about the fact that he does the right things. And that's, that's in just the history of humanity, right? A lot of the Psalms say, like, why do the wicked prosper and the just don't? You know, why do good things happen to bad people? And I'm just trying my best, and it seems like, oh, all this stuff happens to me. And so the older brother in the story, when he, when he hears that there's a celebration at the conversion of the younger brother, he just lets that resentment out. His father asks him to come and join the celebration, and he, and he just starts with, look, all these years I've done all these things for you. You never even gave me a goat. And then the father he says to the older brother, and, and he uses that same language, my son, my son, you're always here with me. You're, you're here with me always, and everything I have is yours. And, and the older brother's meant to recognize that he, that he's also a son who needs a father. And what the father desires is that the older brother, too, is surprised by love. That the older brother comes to a new recognition of the fact that that he is in need of a savior, too. That he needs to be surprised by love, too. That he's also in need of conversion. And that's what Jesus desires for the scribes and the Pharisees. He desires their conversion too, but they're not always open to it because they think they already have all the answers and they think they already know everything. And, and that's probably one of the hardest things in the spiritual life for all of us is, is to step back in humility and say, maybe I don't have all the answers yet, or maybe I don't know everything there is to know yet. Or maybe there's someplace more that the Lord wants my heart to grow. And, and I need to have a conversion again. And, and I need a savior again. 
And when we have the humility to say that, when we have the humility to say, I might be the older brother, but I, I probably need to be more like the younger brother. It's then that our Lord can really begin to work, can really begin to work in our hearts. And, and even, you know, in my life as a, as a priest, this has been a hard lesson to learn over the years is that, oh, I need to have a conversion every single day. Like there's a part of my own heart that I haven't given to our Lord yet. And, and I don't have to have all the answers and, and act as if I'm a spiritual guru. What I need is a savior and I need our Lord to do these things for me in my life. And, and I just share that because like, like we all have to come to know that. And once we come to know that, and we start to maybe pray in that way, and, and that might sound like saying something like, Jesus, I don't really know you, but I really want to. Or Jesus, I, I, I really like, need you to surprise me with your love right now. You know, I need your mercy right now. Or, Lord, I don't really understand all the, of these things, but I, I just, just help me to get to know you in a way that I can understand. You know, a friend of mine, in his testimony, he says, at a certain point, he just prayed, like, God, if you're real, I need you to reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand. Right? And be open to, to the newness of relationship, or be, to be open to the newness of love. That, that the Lord desires to share with you. you know, because cause he always has something. He always has something that he's doing. And his desire is that, that each and every one of us come to know him in that way. Whether we're the person who has been a great sinner in our life, or the person who has sort of always been faithful, each and every one of us has a need for our Lord to, to enter into our hearts as if for the first time in order to make them new. And, and during this Lenten season, that's really what we're doing is we're, we're spending time in prayer and fasting and almsgiving in order to create some space for our Lord to do something new. And so today, let us pray that, that no matter where we, we found ourselves along, along that spectrum of our engagement in the life of faith, that, that we be open and, we, and that we recognize the ways in which Jesus desires to surprise us with his love. That we truly may have transformed hearts and glorify and give glory to our Lord Jesus Christ and every thought, word, and work of our lives.